Hello, and welcome to Flourish, where we explore how to nurture, coach, and inspire the children we love to let their genius blossom. I'm your host, Diane Planadin, and I'm a very proud parent of a baby genius named Nicholas. We are not here to unravel the mysteries of the mind. That I will leave to the scientists. I wanted to share my knowledge and experience as I believe it's my purpose to help others and to help them bring out the best in the next generation. I created this outlet so we could reach a global community with a common interest in raising our children to discover the gift within them and develop their natural talent. We are going to discuss different stages and experiences we've had so we can all learn together. I'm looking forward to hearing your own stories. Stories we can share with the community as we build a strong foundation for the future. So my story today is school related and Nicholas came home after school one day. It was Art Appreciation Day. He had been so excited that morning to finally get some hands on, get messy, let's create. And I could hardly wait to see what he had produced. So imagine my surprise when he comes home and proclaims, the art part of art appreciation was only appreciation. <laughs> They'd watched a slideshow about, I don't know, some artist and heard the history of the artist. And that would be really boring. Thank goodness there wasn't a test on that. So the next month, because it was a monthly thing, as Art Appreciation Day came around, I decided to volunteer in the classroom. There was some handouts, some small jobs to do. I needed to see this for myself. Could it really be that bad? Did they really not create? Was he exaggerating? Surely they got to at least color something. Well, as usual, Nicholas was correct. He had described this non-event verbatim. I made up my mind right then and there. I was going to volunteer to lead the art appreciation for his class the following year. In the words of Pablo Picasso, action is the foundational key to all success. Gotta love that one. So I looked for the fun stuff. My goal was to simply let them explore different mediums and feel the excitement in creating an original work of art. This was not a competition. This was not for a gold star, let alone a grade. This was to be a base that they could build upon with their own imagination. My goal was to inspire them to take a work of art and make it their own. I've always said, you never really know how to do something until you do it. So we all jumped in together with both feet and it was fantastic because I had no idea how to teach let alone teach art appreciation. <laughs> I thought, why not? Jumping in with both feet. If my predecessor could do it, then I could do it. The first step was to choose an artist. 
Years prior, I had seen the work of an artist in Carmel, California, by the name of George Rodrigue. And what captured my eye was his blue dog. Actually, in this art gallery, there was nothing but blue dogs. It was all full of blue dogs, blue dogs everywhere. So striking and yet so simple. Unfortunately, I couldn't afford to buy a blue dog painting, but I could afford to buy the book. And the book was full of fun and fanciful renditions he'd done with his blue dog. And, it, and, and you know, to talk about an artist like that and what inspired him, it was, it was actually a really good start to the art appreciation class. Rodrigue had included a little pop-out of his precious dog in the back of the book with a dedication. What I do know, Rodrigue says, is that the blue dog in some form or another will remain a presence in the hearts of the people who have come to know her. And I hope in the hearts of those who may join Blue Dog in her journeys yet to come. So I took that to mean Blue Dog could take the form in the student's imagination. I made a sample first, just to see if it could be done. Didn't want to start art appreciation with a difficult task. Oh, I was excited by my accomplishment and my journey to get there. So I knew it felt right to share the blue dog with the students. Knowing that this project would likely take only a few days to complete, there was a lot of anticipation, not to mention the creativity flowing. I felt like I was 10 again, immersed with all those brilliant, exceptional artists, each one an original, each one a snowflake. Yes, a snowflake taking on their own unique form. What really surprised me is that some of them didn't want to trace the blue dog. They didn't want to look at the blue dog. They wanted to create their own blue dog. They just wanted to draw directly on the canvas. Oh, how bold, how brave, that's amazing. I didn't even have the gumption to do that. What courage, the creativity was oozing out without even a thought to interrupt the process. It was absolutely spectacular. You know, there's a foreword in George Rodriguez's book by Tom Brokaw, and he sums up the appreciation of art. And I thought this was very apropos as well. Any appreciation of art is a subjective experience. If it moves you, lingers after you've walked away, makes you laugh, or simply infuses you with a good feeling, it passes the test. Blue Dog does all that. And like the best of dogs, whatever their color, she asks nothing in return. Blue Dog is a reminder that there are some things in life that we should just accept on their own terms and never take for granted. I wish my junior high school teacher knew that. Because when it came to art appreciation, well, we were challenged. You see, I have a very talented sister when it comes to art. She can draw, she can paint, she can sculpt, 
she is an artist. So in junior high school, we happened to have the same art teacher. And since we were only one year apart, highly likely for something like that to happen. Everything my sister did garnered a gold star, an A+, an exhibit in the vestibules and hallways, which was absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. The problem was our art teacher continually compared me to my sister. Why can't I draw like her? Why can't I complete a project like her? Where was my creativity already? <laughs> he thought because we came from the same gene pool, I should also have her artistic ability. Well, after what I thought was my best work ever for my skill set, I managed to get a solid B. That was my first B ever in art class. I was like, wah! And I wasn't sure what I was being compared to anymore. You see, the other students in the class, in my opinion, were not much better than me. However, managed to get A's all the time. So my sister and I put our art teacher to the test. The next assignment I would get, she would draw for me. Because, well, by this time I was convinced no matter what I produced, I was never getting an A in that class. It would not be good enough in his eyes. We had to do a pencil drawing of a famous person, a portrait. Well, more like a character. So I chose W.C. Fields, and my sister did the drawing for me. We've never told anybody what we were doing, not even my mom. So you're the first to hear this story out loud. This may have been my first real soiree into the love of doing experiments or literally learning by doing. I'm pretty sure I don't need to tell you the end result. But yep, you guessed it. Another solid B for Diane. <laughs> well, and you might say, but you were cheating. You didn't deserve an A. And you might be right. But it was important for me that I was not the problem in the variable. I was not a bad student. My art teacher had a preconceived notion of me. Very difficult to change a person's mind when it's not your own. Moving forward, this lesson proved to be very powerful. Anyways, back to the blue dogs. <laughs> they turned out absolutely amazing. I loved the initiative of the students. They were truly blossoming with the new way art appreciation was taking form. So I was elated, elated to hear about a school field trip coming up at the Desert Botanical Gardens. Chahuli had an exhibit called The Nature of Glass. The timing could not have been more perfect as I was really hoping to incorporate photography in the art appreciation journey. So prior to the field trip, we discussed Ansel Adams, an American landscape photographer who is widely known for his black and white images, and they are just stunning. And the reason I chose Ansel Adams is that the students could decide 
if they wanted their photograph in the gardens to be in color or in black and white. The final decision was there. Since this was 2009 and cell phones were not prominent in schools, let alone cell phones with cameras, we decided to share a camera. That way too, I would be certain to get at least one picture from each student. The desert was in bloom and it was quite a unique experience. The plants unto themselves are a unique collection and can be very colorful at times. So to combine that with the hand-blown glass craftwork of True Hilly was sensory overload. As the group meandered through the gardens, it was fascinating to see through their eyes what they saw, what they captured, and what the end result was. There was no rush, no deadlines, no worries. We just had to get a picture before we got back on the bus. So we were all allowed to just absorb and enjoy the next few hours. <laughs> I like the meander. <laughs> what was truly interesting was how unique each student captured the beauty of the desert. The beauty of the desert plants in concert with the reflection of the glassworks. The glassworks are works of art. The moment we entered the garden, we were smacked in the face with a spectacular hand-blown glass sculpture called the sun. We were dwarfed in its presence. There was a field of yucca surrounded by desert towers, soaring whimsical sculptures of yucca in hand-blown spikes of chartreuse-colored glass. There was a rowboat called the float boat, my personal favorite filled with glass balls, some of which escaped as they cascaded on the dry earth. They reminded me of giant colorful marbles, with the exception of the cat's eye. I didn't see one of those. There is a glimpse in the background of his red reeds, black swaharos sculptures, the blue reeds, marlins, and floats sprouting from the dry desert terrain. It was just dramatic. The contrast was invigorating and not to be missed by those tiny humans. Some who saw the garden for the first time ever, and most that saw Chihuly's work for the first time ever. Some who could not decide what to photograph, so they took their time. Some who could not decide what to photograph, so they took many. Some that just couldn't decide and needed a wee bit of encouragement because this was supposed to be fun, not serious. This was supposed to be their idea of photographic art, not mine. It was also my first time at the Desert Botanical Gardens, but was definitely not my last. Truly spectacular. I only wish I'd gone back for the evening tour to see how the light changes, not only the landscape, but the glass. Some students later on told me they did go back, they took their parents after talking nonstop about what a fantastic day they'd had. And it may not have even been about photography, but it was definitely a memory, a memory worth sharing. After all, a picture's worth at least a thousand words. We had a great many artistic adventures that year and explored different mediums of art. 
For the grand finale, I decided it was time to really get messy. So I chose Jackson Pollock. The students were intrigued by his drip style and were given a blank canvas in which to create. Unfortunately, that day there was a bit of delay beginning our final project. As I was schlepping the supplies into the school, I was commandeered by then acting vice principal of the school, just as I was passing the front desk to check in. It was urgent she speak with me immediately. Of course, I'm carrying boxes and canvases and didn't have a lot of mobility. What happened next was a bit of a blur as she shuffled me towards a door which I was soon to find out was a supply closet. One of those narrow ones that is barely the width of a box of photocopy paper. As I entered with supplies in hand, I initially thought she was going to give me some art supplies as I had provided all the material to this point. To my horror, she followed me into the closet and closed the door. This should not be really alarming, with the exception that between myself and my supplies and this robust woman, there wasn't much room for breathing. Lucky for me, I can spot a bully a mile away and was neither flustered nor afraid of this person who had been given the gift of supervising our child. <sighs> she proceeded to tell me, me that my son, my son, had started a gambling ring in the classroom. <laughs> Seriously, are you laughing out loud when you hear this? Because you should be. Neither my son nor any of his schoolmates, which were all baby geniuses, have any idea how to establish and run a gambling ring. As I stifled a laugh and managed to be the bigger person per se, and reassured the acting vice principal of my empathy. I assured her that Master Nicholas will be addressed accordingly. If she wished to suspend him or what have you, that was fine. But the lesson to learn would be mine to teach my son. By the way, I have art appreciation. So may I be excused? This is the final class. Talk about timing. There you go. So we decided to have art appreciation outside and it was a beautiful spring day and we could go to town on the canvases, spread them out on the lawn. The students uh, who had just been reamed out by the teacher and acting vice principal for the gambling ring needed to get outside needed to run, to create, to just, just let themselves go. So the drip art almost became spin art. <laughs> there was paint flying everywhere on the canvases. So if you're ever looking for stress relief, just fling paint at a canvas. It's just fill your brush, go outside and just start flinging away. All this pent up anguish produced the most amazing, creative, and colorful mini Jackson Pollock inspired art ever. It was a fantastic way to end the day, 
myself included. I never did tell Nicholas what the acting vice principal did. A young person doesn't need an adult's burden. No one knows your child better than you. Always, always, always give your child the benefit of the doubt. Put yourself in their shoes just for a moment and think about it. How you would like your younger self to be talked to. I did discuss the gambling with him and the perception it led to with his teacher. None of them honestly knew that if they made a little bet with real money that it was considered gambling. And I believed him. After all, the definition of gambling was never discussed. They just thought it was fun. You know, that reminds me, Nicholas and I were sitting in a, an airport lounge one time and we loved to play cards. And we were told by the people that worked there we weren't allowed to play cards because it was considered gambling. So I'm like, hey, I know perception to some people is their own reality, but sometimes you have to use your common sense. So this little mishap of Nicholas and the gambling ring at school never happened again. So it was an honest mistake. And it was a posse of kids just having fun. So I hope the students in Nicholas's art appreciation class still have their blue dog project, or maybe at least they took a picture of it. I hope they remember wandering through the desert botanical gardens, and I hope they remember how fun it was to just get messy and fill a paintbrush, throw it at a canvas, just like Jackson Pollock. But most of all, I hope they remember how they felt. Intelligence needs to be fed just like we need to feed our bodies to grow, our minds need new information, new ideas, and inspiration. And I, I'm just so thankful for you spending your time with me today and hearing my stories because I really want to hear yours. So please subscribe and consider leaving a gracious review and feedback. As we build this show, it's important we know the content is helpful. If you would like to support the show, please visit the flourish.mom, that's M-O-M, website, and click on the Patreon link or join the community. I want to hear your stories of how art has inspired you, how art has nurtured your children, or how art affects your students in the classroom. And if any of Nicholas's former classmates are out there, and you still have your blue dog or a picture of your artwork, I would love for you to share it with me. And I would love to post it on the fan art page of the website. So please let me know. Together, we will reach a global community with a common interest in nurturing, coaching, and inspiring the children we love at any age, develop their genius, and to let it flourish. We are all born with a gift. We are all born with purpose. Life's journey is to hone and develop that gift as purpose changes within. Thank you, Nicholas, my sweet son, for your awesome music composition for the show. And remember how art always makes you feel.
Maya Angelou has a fantastic inspirational quote. She says, people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. So true. So my friends, live well. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.